yeah, I'm I'm loving what you're doing with Puppeteer. It's fucking great that this character that's established is continuing to grow <laughs> and do terrible, awful things. But uh, let me let me jump right into here, and I got a couple notes at the end that we tell you about. Um, so as you're leaving, you hear. This villain screaming, going, Ah, no! Face me here! Face me now! Where are you? Where are you? I swear, if you don't show yourself... But the rest of it is cut off as you're, as you're making your egress down the steps. When you fire the gun, uh, as a quick note aside, when you fire the gun uh, of the dead police officer... You hear about half of them plink off of metal, and you're assuming that it's the armor that this individual's wearing. You go, you get your gear, uh, you get the knife get up as well, and you head out to the same uh, lookout at the Monster Squad headquarters as you did when you set up the meeting between the Mad Spitter and Experiment 7. And as you were traveling through his neighborhood uh, that you saw, of, you didn't see him anywhere, um, so you might just have to count that as a miss. But you wait, you get there uh, probably about 10 minutes before the, the hour's up. And by the way, I really like the idea of the subway system just completely falling apart you know a project that was never completed but there's just all these tunnels underneath that's super cool uh and also i i imagine that you don't have to take your mask off it probably has like an on off power so you can wear it uh without just causing everyone around you to go into crippling anguish of despair so you wait and you wait and you're starting to think that this villain's not going to show up. But about two hours of hiding up on this roof, you finally start to see this individual coming through the sky. And your suspicions are confirmed by the movement of how this character floats through the air. It's, it's the guy that you chemical dunked blowhard. Um, you also see off in the distance quite a ways behind him. You see a a small drone flying far behind, but Blowhard lands on the roof of the, the Monster Squad headquarters, and he just starts right away. He says, where are you? Show yourself. Nothing, really? Just so you know. I left those civilians alone, mostly. I don't think all of them will die. It's your fault, really. If you had just faced me there, they would all probably still be alive. You understand, right? This is payback for all those years ago when you dumped all that shit on me. About that time, the roof access opens and outsteps the mad spitter. Surrender now and, and you won't get hurt. Blow hard. Really? Sending kids in your place now? Get out of here, child, before you get dead. 
about that time, you notice that Experiment 7 is sneaking over the lip of the roof behind Blowhard. You see the Mad Spitter, he replants his feet and kind of stands up a little bit straight, straighter. It, it's you who should be leaving, villain. He, he seems pretty unsure of this whole banter thing. You, you groan a bit. You see Blowhard, he raises his hands towards Mad Spitter, and then quick as a snake, Experiment 7 coils around Blowhard, and you hear metal starting to creak under the pressure. Bad move, Sneaky. A greenish gas begins to pour from the joints and creases in Blowhard's armor. Experiment 7 quickly disengages, coughing. You see large red splotches on their pale white skin. Mad Spitter's throat bulges and a large globule lands on Blowhard's armor, the metal's hissing and spitting. You really aren't too bright. You hear a large inhale and then an exhaling of sounds like a jet engine. A yellowish cloud erupts from Blowhard and it races towards Mad Spitter. He tries to jump and roll out of the way, but the cloud's just too big. You hear him start screaming, and even from here, you can see his exposed skin, his hands, and part of his face start to visibly swell. Blowhard walks over to him. Don't die for this piece of shit, kid. Where is he? Large pipe zings him in the head. Blowhard turns around. He seems completely unfazed by it. You see Experiment 7's pulled some of the old pipe pipe works free of the roof and is brandishing them like weapons. They fling another one at Blowhard and he takes it square in the chest without even flinching. He starts to level his hands again and you start to coil, not sure what's going to happen, but before anyone can act an enormous thunderous boom rocks the ground, the very air. Everyone that's standing is knocked to their, their knees or their back. What do you do? Okay, I'm going to respond to everything in one chunk. I hope that's not too annoying. Also, I'm eating breakfast, so excuse me if if you hear sounds of, like, crunching and chewing and me picking my teeth. I (laughs) I really like the right hand. I like that he got his ass whooped since he's a tool, but um, I, I really like that concept. I fucking love the sentient brick. <laughs> I um, was thinking just a minute ago about putting some of our people together. For instance, I was thinking that uh, the right hand and Lance Corporal Jennings would probably get along. And so maybe one thing that can be going on in the background is various uh, currents or vectors just sort of pushing people toward each other. I also thought it would be fun to put together some of the more bouge people. Um, like, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that while the events with puppeteer and blowhard and the others are occurring in this part of town somewhere else in stringersburg there's this sort of middle brow academic style forum about heroes and heroism or about um what it means to be human in a metahuman age or something like that so they've got like one prof there to talk and then you know some like 
police official or somebody from the Metacops or something. And, uh, and they're like, they're also, you know, just like welcoming people from the community to talk about it. And I'm imagining this forum type thing happening because I'm, I'm thinking, what if people like Jennings, um, you know, uh, not the right hand because he's laid up, but some of the other like lesser metas and, and non-metas, some of them, like what if they were all going to things like this to sort of like surreptitiously see what the public thinks about them? Some of them might be like, well, other, other heroes, other metas are going to go, so this will give me a chance to scope out potential allies or the competition or whatever. I just like the idea that whatever is is going on here at Monster Squad headquarters with this terrible explosion somewhere across town there's a bunch of these like low level metas or or street level heroes sitting in a room together not really recognizing each other yet but sort of looking around being like I'm a I'm a I'm a fucking hero I'm I'm going to be I am <laughs> So there's that um, all right, if thens. So after being knocked to the ground, Fergus's first move is to figure out what's happening. Um, to look for, look toward the source of the explosion, things like that. Okay, so first if. If he can immediately determine that the source of the explosion is a threat to him, he goes underground. Fuck the whole situation, he's out. That's the end of that. If it's some sort of meteor or like other flying hero or, or whatever, if it if if he feels threatened, if he looks, if he can see the source of the big boom, and if seems threatening to him, he evades and escapes immediately. Um, if he can't quite tell what it is, if it's not immediately apparent what happened, then. Um, his first move is to try to mind control Blowhard. If he's not within range to do that from where he is, then he'll uh, pick up junk from his rooftop and, like, whip it out in front of his feet under him to make a trash bridge from his rooftop to where they are. Um... Only as close as he needs to be. He's not. He's still not trying to be seen. But the point is, if he can't immediately determine what's going on with this boom, then he's going to seize the moment to to get the drop on Blowhard. And it seems like physical stuff isn't working too well on him. So he'll just sort of stealth run close enough to get his mind control to get within range of his mind control, and he'll drop that on him. Okay, so further nested if. If the mind control... Okay, if he can get within range and get it to work on him, then he tells Blowhard to take his suit off. Um, and we'll go from there. If he gets within range to attempt mind control and it doesn't work... Then he's gonna wanna. Okay, hold on. Okay, so 
If he gets within range, attempts the mind control, and it doesn't work, then he's going to rip open the duffel bag that he's carrying and throw it down. First thing to do, quick costume change into the knife. I figured telekinesis would help him change clothes quickly. Um, I imagine him, you know, spending hours practicing, you know, doing his, his costume changes with his mind, like picking up his clothes and taking them off. Maybe it's very fun for him. Anyway, uh, so quick costume change into the knife, and then he would pick up knives, which he brought in the bag with his mind, and throw them at Blowhard specifically into the place in the armor where Experiment 7 damaged it. So he's he's pretty good at aiming. So he would, like, turn into the knife, clothes-wise, zoom in on that spot mentally, and then be like, all right, because he, he doesn't want to plang anything off. He wants to hurt this fucker. Um, he figures once once he takes some damage, the others will maybe be able to pile on him a little bit more. All right, so that's that's that thread. Um, let's see, does that cover everything? If he can see the source of the boom, but he doesn't know whether it's a threat or not, then he will stay hidden. I'm assuming he's hidden now. Then he'll stay hidden and observe. And the moment it looks like a threat, evade and escape. I think that covers it. You recover, and when you stand up, you look around, and just from the feeling um, that you have of, of the impact that hits you and everything, you can tell that it's it's far off. Uh, you can't really see where it came from. You get kind of a general direction that it's back towards um, the main part of town. And I mistakenly forgot to tell you that it's dark. It's nighttime. Um, so that can be a, a factor. Uh, one of the reasons why you're able to hear so well is because you're pretty close. So if you can hear, you're w- within your powers range. Um, you're pretty much just on the, the building next to it. Um, kind of catty corner hiding in the shadow of a, a large AC unit. Um, so since you don't sense any immediate threat from this it's you don't feel like it's an explosion um you don't see any lights or anything like that it's just this large amount of force that just hits you like you felt it in your chest and um you know down to your very bones it was just like this large displacement almost like a sonic boom is more of what it's a uh akin to but you see blowhard he's he's getting up and um mad spitter is he's trying to get up he's just he's all kinds of fucked up and experiment seven you see them kind of uh, slip behind 
some of the the units up there and everything that they had ripped off the piping. Um, you don't know if they're running away or what, but you try to mind control, blow hard, and you've had your mind control not work before, and you feel like your focus just wasn't right. And when you tried to mind control the Society of Villainy uh, previously, and they had the the power dampeners uh, sewn into your all's costumes in Chicago, that just kind of felt like a nullification. But this just kind of feels like nothing's there. Usually have can kind of almost grasp in a tactile sense. Um, You've become so accustomed to this. You know, it's a it's a, an extension of your senses, but there's just no there's no mind there, no um, substance as it was uh, when you try to mind control Blowhard. So you change your costume super fast, and you see him stalking back towards Matt Spitter and. I'm going to give you to the count of ten to come out. I know you're there. I felt it. If you don't show up, this kid is dead. So you quickly turn into the knife. You know, you get your costume and everything, and you just start flinging blades at him. You're, I mean, you're dead on in the joints. And the more and more uh, blades you throw into it, um, you see the armor kind of start to fall apart. And this greenish gas just kind of slowly starts to starts to pour out of it and you kind of see it jerk a little bit you know it, it, it's like um, for lack of a better term it's like a string or a, a puppet where its strings are getting cut or loosened like it's just not moving like a person nor naturally would like you can tell it's still got control, but it's just, it, it, it doesn't have the, the smoothness, the, the naturalness of, of natural movement. And as you continue your assault from around the wall where you saw Experiment 7 go off to, uh, they come back around, but they look slightly different. Their, their face just has no features except for their eyes. There's no nose, no mouth. Their jaw almost just melds straight into their neck, and they still have that sinewy snake, um, almost non-directional physiology. But they also, um, it, it's not quite as fluid. It looks like they've got a bit more bulk to them, and they've picked up um, a, a piece of the roofing, a big a piece of sheet metal, and they're just charging straight at blowhard so fergus is already sensing that things are getting out of his control which he doesn't like at all um so leaving aside my theories about what's going on with this this blowhard not blowhard um puppeteer will try to remember everything he can about that initial encounter um from the chemicals that were in that vat to the way Blowhard talked and the way his powers worked. He's trying to... So, based on 
what you were saying about the movement looking unnatural and the fact that he feels that there's no mind there. He's, he's immediately thinking like construct, um, that sort of thing. And construct makes him think one eye and one eye makes him very nervous. So he's going to try and remember everything he can about Blowhard, uh, the first version that he encountered. Okay, so uh, more if-thens. If it looks like Mad Spitter needs immediate medical attention or he'll die, uh, Puppeteer will make himself visible. You know, he'll, like, hop out. And um, I, this is a minor retcon. I'm, I'm sure you won't mind this. Uh, but I, I imagine that in order to further distinguish himself from the knife, back when he was the knife as part of the Monster Squad, I, uh, I think he made up a series of gestures or distinctive poses. Also, the knife was kind of a jackass character to begin with. Um, it was sort of his take on metas who have a kind of, like, badass, anti-hero kind of vibe, but aren't really that, uh, scary, or are just sort of pretentious. So, if Mad Spitter looks like he's gonna die in a, in a second, then Puppeteer will jump out and strike a, a knife pose. He'll, uh, I'm, I'm kind of picturing the screens that you would get at the beginning of an old Mega Man level where they show the boss and he does a little watcha, like a little, <laughs> little mini kata. I think, I think the knife's one would be something like he, he, he kind of like square up in a sort of pseudo martial arts stance and just sort of like hold one or more hands out in front of him. Like, arm extended, blade of the hand out. Just sort of, like, whip that up. And maybe a cross. Just, like, make a slashing motion with his hand. Um, so, if Spitter looks like he's okay for now, then um, Puppeteer's gonna try and move from his current position... Uh, in such a way that he's still concealed from Blowhard or whatever this thing is, but he can be seen by Experiment 7. If he can do that, if he can make himself seen to 7 but not to Blowhard, then he'll give him a nod, like a, some sort of familiar gesture so that 7 will see like, hey... We're still a team. We got backup. Um, if this is all moot, because Blowhard has already seen him anyway, then he's going to... Uh, hold on. Okay. Then he will try and kite uh, or aggro or whatever you call it, uh, he'll try and get, well, he'll try and keep Blowhard's attention 
um, while also trying to stay out of his attack range. But he'll try and draw his attention away from Seven so that Seven can get the drop on him. <laughs> 